Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. Amen. Happy New Year. How many of y'all have never heard me speak before? I forgive you. You, I'm not so sure of. <clears throat> so I need a couple of timing miracles. <clears throat> I tell you, I feel like all I need to do after worship, Tracy's word, Lindsay's word, is pick up kind of the pieces of bread that's left and put them in a basket. So I feel like they've kind of preached my message and shared God's heart. But um, before I, I get into the message today, I want to prophesy a little bit. And I also want to let you know at the end of the service, everyone... One, one, a household. I, I've got some free CDs out front. So it's, this one's called Come From Behind. And it, how many of you know that we should leave some things behind? You know, it's just a natural time this new year to reflect. Anybody been doing some nice prayer, praying and fasting and reflecting? It's just a natural time to do that. And so um, I believe the Lord really wants for us to leave a few things behind. So let me just prophesy over a couple of, thank you so much. I've got some help ministering today. Um, a couple of people are kind of bothering me, so let me see what I can do about that. <clears throat> um, I'm limited. I can't come down off the platform. You all that know me know I like to roam, but I can't do that today because we're online. So welcome to our online audience today, and the Lord has a word for you today. He wants to touch your heart, give you some fresh start, some fresh hope. So open your heart to the Lord today. This man right here in the orange, could you stand please? Really feel like the Lord's laid a very firm foundation for you. It's been very tough. You know, firm foundations hold strong buildings. So last year, for the first 10 months of last year, it was so tough. But the Lord's given you fresh vision of what he wants to build. Let me ask you, who feels like the Lord really wants to build something specific in their life next year? Let me see your hands. Would you stand to your feet? So I prophesy over everyone who sees you as their master builder for next year. Father, I declare that this is an hour where blueprints are seen clearly Details are perceived with accuracy and your heart is known in the building. I declare that this time of building for you will draw you into a relationship with the master builder that will change your life. Fear not, little flock, for it's the Father's great pleasure to give you the kingdom. This building will exalt the king, advance the kingdom, and release great joy in your life. I want to tell you, for each and every one of you, that believe that God's going to build something. The foundation's been worth it. It's been worth it. It's been worth it. So, Father, release that blueprint. Let them see. Give them the strength, the tenacity, and the joy to build in Jesus' name. You may be seated. This woman stood for building. I guess she's a double dipper. You right there, you're actually, yes, you're, yeah, you, that's going, uh-huh. It's always hard to say yes, you, when 12 people are doing that. Could you stand up, please? You know, I feel like the Lord has been getting you ready for a new sphere of authority. 
it's it's like he's you know the way I, I was seeing a couple of things it's like when he drops a, a a rock in a pond it's not just one ripple it's several ripples there's been some really unique training over the last quarter and actually about the last six months of last year to get you ready for a new sphere of influence who else feels like that's them a few would you stand boy I got a du- some double dippers in here today <clears throat> So the Lord would say to you, I've prepared you for what I've prepared for you. For the Lord says, that's why I've caused you to be in unique situations in the last four to six months so that you could tap into a new stream of wisdom that you have not needed until this moment. In fact, it was a little confusing last year because as you were learning, sometimes you didn't have a place to apply what you were learning. But the Lord says, I was storing up lessons in your heart that will come. (laughs) I just, I feel like the Lord showed me they're going to be mighty handy in the coming days. And so the Lord would say, there's a new release of wisdom. For the Lord says, I've not just taught you how to do it, but when to do it. The Lord says, I'm going to connect you with new people to make some plans come into place that right now seem impossible. For the Lord says that there is an anointing in the cluster. For the Lord says there are things that need to be accomplished that require an anointing from heaven, but it will only come as you come together with those that are appointed for those kingdom tasks and assignments. And the Lord says, today I release that authority. The Lord says you will have confidence and boldness that comes with authority. (laughs) For the Lord would say there's a new sheriff in town. So Father, I thank you for this fresh release of authority. Father, I thank you for this new badge in the spirit that I see. And Father, I declare that you will allow them to move forward with the boldness and confidence that matches the authority that you've released today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Are we doing okay so far? So when Tracy asked me to speak today, she said, Mary, would you you help people navigate disappointments? And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I've had one or two. But the first thing I did was I turned to the Lord and I said, Lord, do I have any disappointments in my heart? And I spent some time with the Lord and he said, no, you don't. I said, how did I get here? (laughs) Can I tell you something? There's power in that state of being. I mean, as, as far as I know, And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I can stand before you today and tell you I don't have any disappointments in my life. Those of you all that don't don't know me at all, um, I spent five years in a federal prison. I lost millions of dollars. The government confiscated it when I went to prison. How many of you know things aren't going well by the time you end up in jail? I've lost a baby. My ex-fiance married someone else. Uh, I had to sell my Italian sports car just to pay my criminal attorneys that were about $600 an hour. I I could go on and on about the the losses. I could go on and on about dreams that have been unfulfilled, and you could too. But can I tell you they're not impacting me today? And so I had to ask the Lord, have you ever ended up in a 
condition of heart and you really don't know how you got there? I really didn't know. So in the four hours that Tracy has given me to preach, <laughs> I'll see if I can help you all maybe have some, some, um, some tools and understanding on, you know, my prayer this morning was, gosh, Lord, do, do for others what you've done for me. But I feel like I'm going to pick up just the breadcrumbs from this morning because even when Lindsay and Tracy were talking about timing, this just came to me in worship. You know, one of, the, one, of the, one of the keys to getting free and moving totally past disappointment, it's one thing to kind of remember something that didn't turn out well. It's a whole other thing for it to be impacting your soul today. And as one of my friends says, you know, negativity is just not part of the kingdom. You know, and I forgot about this man right here. He bothers me right there. With the green down your arms, yeah. Could you stand up? You thought you were going to get away. I forgot why you were bothering me. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I remember. You know, the Lord has really been doing a number on you. He's really been getting your attention. And in the same breath, the enemy's trying to been to distract you. The Lord's really got some aspects of his heart he wants you to know in this season. That's why he's, you know, can I tell you, the Holy Spirit's relentlessly going after you in this season. You might say, well, that doesn't really matter. That's little. That doesn't matter. Time or energy or money or whatever it is. But can I tell you, I want to encourage you, son. Follow the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, in the kingdom, sometimes little is huge. Do you want me to say that in English? Sometimes we think that's insignificant, but the Bible says it's the little foxes that can spoil a whole vineyard. It's not, I'm not talking about sin or any of that distraction. And the Holy Spirit's been bothering you and bothering you and bothering you. Anybody else been bothered by the Holy Spirit? Why don't you stand to your feet? Father, I declare in the name of Jesus that there's fresh power for focus in the name of Jesus. And there's a fresh discernment to know the Holy Spirit's voice and the Holy Spirit's just arrow of where to go, things to be involved in, just a fresh focus. Father, I thank you that little foxes are not going to spoil our vine. And we declare that our vineyard this year will be amazingly fruitful. In Jesus' name, amen. So when, when Tracy and Lindsay were talking about timing, and, and this just kind of came together in my understanding, is I didn't even, have you ever really submitted to the Lord in ways you didn't really realize until you realize? Did you catch that? So, when they were talking, I can remember when I was incarcerated and I was put into an inner cell in a, in a prison. I was shackled, chained, orange jumpsuit, the whole nine yards. No offense, sir, but my, corn, my color is not orange. <laughs> but, you know, can, can I tell you something? I can now see that color and it doesn't bother me. That's called healing from trauma. See, your shirt didn't even give me trauma, and I could hear the Lord. I, can I tell you, if I hadn't been healed from that trauma, I couldn't have heard that word to give to him because he had that color on. 
So, but I was, I was in a um, inner prison shackle chained, all that stuff. <clears throat> and uh, it, it was a miraculous release after 10 days. Long story, you'll have to read my book. But when, by the time I got, they transferred me back to the other prison, my prayer had changed. Because before I went to the inner prison, what was my prayer? Get me out of here. But by the time, <clears throat> by the time I moved to the other prison, my prayer had changed because I'd seen God move miraculously. Most of the inmates in that inner prison had been there waiting to be transferred for one to three years. My hair had already begun to fall out. My skin had gone crazy. My nails were broken. It was, uh, it, it was a, pretty, a pretty tough place. And I got out in 10 days. So when they transferred me back to the other prison, I said this prayer. And I didn't realize till just this morning, it was at that moment that I submitted to God as Father Tom. I changed my prayer and I began to pray this. God, please, I beg you, don't open the doors of this prison one day before your time. And he showed me this morning, Mary, that's been a key of how you have resisted disappointment. And then Matthew comes up and starts praying and prophesying about in, in my words, he used different language, but a submission to God as Father Tom. I think we resist his timing for our life. Can I tell you, I, I'm so happy with the age I am. I'm so happy with the timing. I mean, I was in prison in the, some people would say in the most fruitful and the most amazing time in your life. I was, and I was in prison for five years, on probation for eight, but it, 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 it quote, ruined a lot of part of my life. Can I tell you, I'll take that kind of ruining any day of my life. But here's the good news. You don't have to go through stuff like that to have the fruitfulness of intimacy with God. I love helping people save time, avoid pain, and making huge steps into their place of maturity without having to pay such a devastating price because God's primary uh, plan for maturing, freedom, and everything He has in the kingdom is it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Can I tell you, pain is not His plan. Just because something good comes out of something evil doesn't mean he orchestrated it. It doesn't even mean he even likes it. It just means he's amazing. That's what it means. So I want to bluntly ask you today, I wish somebody would have, would I have made quicker progress earlier? I don't know. But do you really want to bow your knee? Can I tell you, he's Papa. He's Father, but he's my King. And there are times I've got to express submission to my king. And it's, and it's one of these times. Would you like to really in your heart go, it's kind of scary because can I tell you, we have our own agenda. How many of y'all have already bought 2020 calendars? I've printed mine off Gmail, Google. Thank you very much. I've already started working it. So if you want to do that, just sometime today, in the next, I'm not even going to do anything about it. It's between you and the Holy Spirit. But can I tell you, I know that I know that today I stand before you with no disappointments in my heart because I've submitted to him as Father Tom. So you can do with that what you want. Aren't you glad I came to church?
So let me, let me, oh my goodness. Let me just jump in here. I'm going to do high altitude of this message today. Let me say this. I don't, I don't, I don't know why you came to church today, but I will tell you this. <laughs> if I stopped right here and you submitted to God as Father Time, we'd have a winner. I, I just can't leave for a second. I'm telling you, he's the only way we're going to get disappointments out of our, our lives is if we know him. It's a second key. First one, submission to his timing. And the Lord might show you something specific. Like you just, you, Mary, you need to give up this. You're, you're, you're dreaming for this, but you've got this time stamp on it. Hold the dream, but take the time stamp off. Anybody with me? Because his promises, and, and let me tell you, if you've gotten a prophetic word that's got a time stamp on it, that timing um, has to be weighed. And sometimes timing elements can be symbolic and not literal. Here you get this huge symbolic prophetic word, and it has trees and rivers, and, and then it has a trampoline, and then a kite without a tail, you know, all those things that happen in a prophetic word. And then there's this time stamp on it, and then all of a sudden we hold on to that and we take it literal. Am I helping anybody today? Just re-weigh your words. That's hard to say. We weigh your words. Just reweigh them. Recalibrate. I recently recalibrated some prophetic words that, um, you know, I, can I tell you, it's one thing to assume this happen, might happen in this season in your life or, or in this time frame, but when it doesn't happen, don't keep walking off the cliff. Recalibrate. Let me tell you something about this season where I think we are. I think God wants to do more than what you realize. I think, I think he wants to empower you to rule over certain things that have had dominion over you. I'm giving you the cliff notes. It's so funny, right? This morning I reworked my notes and I thought, you know, if you're anything like my personality, sometimes you, you want to, if you have a, a whole book, you want to just read the top 15 points and then you'll go back and read the book. We'll see how much message I can get into today. And God's inviting you, another key to, to get to that place where you do not have disappointments impacting your soul. Another key is that he's, he's not really trying to get you out of disappointment. <laughs> he doesn't work that way. But he's inviting you in to a new place of gratitude. So we, 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 <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. So that's what he's inviting you into. We, we sang a song today. I came here with nothing. Then why are you complaining that something hasn't shown up? I've got my mother hat on today. <laughs> Matthew, I told you all. <laughs> so you came, you know, he had us sing that song today to remind you that, I mean, I, I, my prayer partner's here today. We were praying, the, we prayed, it doesn't matter, a couple mornings a, a week, but the other morning we just, just had such gratitude. I said, I said, Christy, I've got breath this morning. 
So you came with nothing, yet you're disappointed because something hasn't happened. So pick a side. You choose. Deuteronomy, here's life, here's death, in case you need an answer key. Here's life, gratitude. Can I tell you, I can pray and spit and scream and prophesy and all day long, but that's not going to change your decision on the inside. And if you choose to continue to focus on what hasn't happened, a time frame that hasn't come to pass, and you, you're losing the fight of focus because I'm telling you the Holy Spirit's over here trying to get you to accept the invitation of gratitude. It's a focus fight. That's inside. I can't see it when you make a difference, but I see it after you make a difference. I hear it in your words, in your prayers, in your convos, in your emails, and on Instagram. I love you. So God wants to do more than what you can think or imagine. That's Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Can I tell you, he's trying to help you understand that he's involved in some everyday circumstances, trying to get some of this stuff shifted to the, to the life side of the equation. It's through a process. Can I tell you, I've had very, very few drive-through breakthroughs. It's through God's process. And I believe something that's that's coming upon the body of Christ and and I'm praying this for the body and for myself is that the spirit of understanding will come on us because that will lead us to discovery and that leads us to overcoming can I tell you so many of us resist what God's doing because we don't recognize him we resist what we should be embracing And we embrace what we should be resisting. That's some of the pattern of how we get stuck in disappointments. We keep rehearsing and embracing everything that hasn't happened on our timetable. And then we begin, I'll get to this hopefully in a minute. We'll begin to blame God or anyone else that could have and should have helped that thing come to pass or manifest in our lives on our timetable. We came here with nothing. Let me tell you a quick story. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you a quick story. This was my whole message. See if I can do it in four minutes or less. Second Kings, Naaman. You know the story. Here's this guy. I mean, he's a military leader. He's a... He's... He's... He's so favored by the king of Syria because he's God. It says in the Bible that God's working through him to bring victory to the Syrian army. Victory after victory. He's honored. He's, he's, um, he's respected. He's favored. He's got all this going on on the outside, but he's got a secret. He's got leprosy. 
And just for a moment, leprosy can symbolize all kinds of things. But today, let's say leprosy symbolizes disappointment. Can I tell you, you can have all kinds of amazing things going on on the outside. And and we're happy for that. I, I celebrate that. But God wants to get to that habit, that dark thing, that progressively infectious thing. Can I tell you, disappointment is infectious. Because it comes out of your mouth. It comes across in your tweets. It comes out in your prayers. And it's slowly infectious, just like that leprosy. And I'll tell you, leprosy left undone what? You end up losing your limbs. And it's interesting. I'm bouncing all over the place. We'll see if we can land the plane before tomorrow. The word disappoint actually means an inability to even have the capacity to do daily life. Disappoint. You've got an appointment from God, and it's a dis. How many of you know dis is not good attached to a point? So here's Naaman, and he's he's got all this going on on the outside, and then he's got this secret. Scene one. Scene two. Small village. Young girl in the dust, playing marbles dreaming about getting married, having children. She's about coming to age where they're going to do an arranged marriage and she knows it and she's been eyeing the guy down in the, uh, at the end of the, the mud street in the last kind of little shack and she's wondering if that's who the parents will pick and so she's got all these dreams and she's already been learning how to make children's clothes and so she's been dreaming and then all of a sudden the Armenians come in and raid the village. They burn, they take over the, <clears throat> the people, they, they just destroy almost everything, but they kidnap the girl. She's taken away from the dirt, marbles falling everywhere. They, they gather, they, they put her in some <clears throat> locked area, and then they sell her. She's been kidnapped, sold as a slave, and bought by a wealthy family military family from the Syrian army, Naaman. So there's the girl, broken dreams, disappointment, isolation, orphaned, separated from family, nothing, serving a military leader's wife. How did she do it? Here she is expressing care for her captors. There's no way you do that with disappointment in your heart. How'd she do it? The same way I've done it. And the same way God wants you to do it. She knew God. She knew the God of heaven because Elisha was performing miracles around the village. God's power and nature and character were on display. And so she grabbed hold of God through that prophet. She grabbed hold of God's true identity. And she said, that's my God. I've lost my dreams. I've dropped my marbles. But my God is with me. And I'm not going to let that loss dictate my life 
even as a prisoner, even as an orphan, even as somebody that's dropped their marbles. And I'll tell you, some of you all have dropped your marbles, but you haven't hooked on to God. And today's a day to change that. I know it because I did it too. That little girl is just like me. I've dropped my marbles. Have you? And so here she is. She's caring for her captives. She's telling the wife where he can get healed. That's phenomenal. And so here's Naaman. He believes, does what the servant girl says. I hear a little chance of humility right there. How many times has, mm, how many times has God told me when something hasn't happened, or something has happened that I wanted something else to happen. Now, sweetheart, do this. Move in the opposite spirit. Pray this prayer. Write this letter. Give this gift. It's always different, by the way. Another key of getting safeguarded from, from disappointments is to follow the Holy Spirit. Every disappointment has different flavors, different depths, different angles of pain. But he's going to show you what to do to make sure that you don't have any fishing hooks in your heart that gives access to the enemy after you've gone through that devastation. So here's Naaman following the servant girl. And so here, here Naaman gets all these gifts he gets 10 talents of silver. That's worth about a, over a million bucks in today's silver prices. 75 Yeti water bottles. $5,000 of Nordstrom's gift cards. 10 changes of clothes from J. Crew. He is packed. He takes his entourage down to the prophet's house. And he goes and he rings the ring button just knowing the live video feed is on. And he's waiting for the prophet to come out. And he rings the ring button again, and, and who comes out? The servant. And the servant gives simple instructions. Go and wash. Seven times. Yeah. Kind of take a dunk. Seven times. Jordan, dunk. I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> and your flesh will be restored, and you'll be cleaned. His instructions were clear, short, simple. What was Naaman's response? Rage. One of the ways that you know you have disappointment is you get pretty ticked off when you hear simple instructions on how to get healed. Reuben, could you put that slide up? So this, this happens to us all the time. We think things, and he, why was he raging? He was raging because he, he said later, listen, I'm going to go, listen to me for a minute. Don't look at my cute drawing. I'm not ready. I just got him ready. We, we do this all the time. Naaman said, hey, listen, I'm going to go down to the prophet's house. He's going to come out, wave his arms, pronounce a blessing, invoke God's name, and I'm going to be healed. And, and Elisha didn't even come to the door. So he has rage because we do this all the time. We think things are going to unfold one way. We project God's going to do something a certain way in a certain time. And when it doesn't happen, we get disappointed. It takes root. Can I tell you? 
<laughs> you can do it now, Reuben. I got it. So anytime there's a root, it produces fruit, right? And the more you think about what hasn't happened, the more you <clears throat> don't follow the Holy Spirit, the deeper the roots are going to go and the more fruit that you'll produce. It produces unforgiveness, anger, jealousy, competition. And can I tell you, when you come for prayer for feeling rejected and I rebuke the spirit of rejection over you, it will be back in 47 minutes and 60 seconds. Because you've still got the same root. And can I tell you something? If you focus on that disappointment, you are, you are replanting and giving life to a root system that produces that in your life. Sweetheart, please make a different choice. This is internal. I can't do anything about your will, and neither will God. I'm trying to give you a choice for this year to have different fruitfulness in your life, in your relationships, in your family, in your business, and for heaven's sakes, behind closed doors. How many people are in addictions, isolations, bitterness, fear, low self-esteem, doing stuff behind closed doors because they're focused on the wrong stuff? There's a better way. There's a day of new beginning today. I know I've gone past my time. I haven't preached my message, but I will tell you this. When God talks to you, well, let me just ask you, how many of you all know specifically, you've got specific things you're disappointed on? Let me see your hands. Okay. Specific things, people, events, something like that. How many of y'all just have a general feeling, I just feel disappointed, I'm depressed? A few, that's okay. You're so depressed you can't raise your hand. I mean, I didn't mean that to be funny, but can I tell you, depression zaps your energy. When I've had the blues, like I'm just, you know, you just don't have any energy. As much as I wanted today wanted to talk about the process that sometimes we go through to get understanding, just like Naaman did. Naaman went through a process to where he, he finally had, uh, a you know, his healing of his leprosy. I do want to tell you this, God also does miracles. As many disappointments, I mean, I, I started making a list and I ran out of room about all the dis major disappointments that don't even impact my soul right now. That it was about 10 years after I was out of prison and I was in Nashville with a good buddy, Beth, that helped me write my book. And Steve Fry, many of y'all might know him. He was senior pastor at Belmont at the time. Here I am in this congregation and he's preaching on disappointments. And, and of course, you know, I'm being very spiritual and I'm listening to the sermon. I'm praying for everybody around me to be healed of disappointments the end, he started doing ministry, and the Lord goes, you've got a disappointment. I said, I do? Sometimes you don't know it. And I said, I do? And he goes, yeah, you, you've got some residue on your heart that I did not restore your pharmacy license. And I burst into tears. And I stood up during that ministry, and I'm telling you, that residue was just washed. And here we are singing about the river and washing, and I'm like, I'm going home and having coffee. They can just finish the service. 
I, I believe God wants to do a miracle today. I, I don't really, <laughs> honestly, you do. I'm going to pray here to close this out and then turn it over to Matthew. I'm just going to pray. And you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. You sit there in your chair. You, you go get some coffee. You pray. You, you, can I tell you, you are free to follow the Holy Spirit when it comes to healing. And sometimes if you don't know what to do, you might consider following who is ever maybe leading ministry, but you don't have to. Be fr- this is a house of freedom. Can I tell you, this is a house of permission to follow God. And this is one of those moments. So let me, let me, let me land the plane like this. I don't do this often, but I'm begging you, before today's over, make a different decision. And you decide to quit nurturing those roots of disappointment. If you have to make a list, this is just coming to my mind's eye. If you have to make a list sometime today because you've got so many you can't even, you know, whatever, you articulate them, maybe put them in the fireplace, burn them, flush them. I don't care. Follow the Holy Spirit, whatever it takes to make a different decision. I I tell you, God wants different fruit in your life this year. And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God, if you want to stand, you want to kneel, you want to do whatever, you play whatever music you want, I'm going to pray whatever prayer I want and we'll do it together in the Lord. How's that? And I want to speak to the television audience for just a second. You're in a place of permission. You're in a place to do whatever the Holy Spirit shows you to do. But I beg you, you make different decisions this year. Not to nurture the root system of disappointment. But invite, say yes to the invitation of gratitude. Because that's a key. Can I tell you, he's the Lord of of the harvest. And I know I haven't reaped everything that I've sown. And I think he wants to have mercy on us. Because we've been pretty fruitful when it's come to the fruits of disappointment. But he wants you today to say yes to an invitation of gratitude because we came here with nothing. So Father, today, we declare that you're the father of time. We declare that you're the father of life. And we declare, Lord, a repentance for nurturing a root system of disappointment. And Father, we just repent for that. And we pray for power to stop nurturing that root system. And we pray for creative responses of how to say yes to gratitude and thanksgiving and worship. And so, Father, we sang it earlier, but we declared in our hearts today. Father, we came here with nothing. We repent for for murmuring and complaining about something that didn't happen, uh, relational issues that... We could have, should have, would have. All of that stuff, we lay it down today in repentance. And we say yes to your invitation of gratitude. And we say we are so thankful that we have breath in our lungs. We're so thankful that we we have clothes on our back. We have food. We have fellowship. We've got the Holy Spirit. We've got, we've got a connection with the King of Kings, the Father of lights. And Father, we have the Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus right now that disappointment would come off 
and up off of every heart in this room in the name of Jesus. Father, I command oppression and depression and despondency to stop right now in Jesus' name. Father, I declare that there's a fresh strength for fresh focus. Father, I declare that the spirit of revelation and the spirit of perception and the spirit of discernment will strengthen us so that we can embrace what we should embrace and reject and resist what we need to reject. And so, Father, I declare and I prophesy that this is going to be an amazing, fruitful year. Father, I call forth the fruitfulness of gratitude in this house and on everyone watching by line. And I declare that we will have harvest after harvest after harvest after harvest that will blow us away, impact our finances, impact our relationships, and bring us into a place of intimacy that we've longed for. Lord, we thank you for this new year this new century, but most of all, we thank you that you're for us, not against us. And you've given us a promise of fruitfulness in the new land. In Jesus' name, amen.